welcome to the Video Simplify podcast, where I help you simplify the video creation process to help you reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. From learning to use your camera to simplifying video strategies to help you grow your brand and share your vision using video. So let's jump right into today's episode. ChatGPT, Jasper AI, they have all been around for a little while now, but if you even look at vidIQ, even they have their title fixer upper that uses AI technology to help you make better video titles. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. There's a link to vidIQ down below. But here's the thing, AI is not going away and whether you realize it or not, it's already been introduced in a ton of industries and we've been using it for about the last two years and it's been really helpful with honestly cutting down on maybe sometimes extra services that we need to buy by investing in the program or two or whatever higher tier to get an extra uh, asset or feature. And honestly, it makes working that much easier. So obviously with us being entrepreneurs, we have to question, is AI going to replace our business? For some entrepreneurs, that is a very heavy question. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast episode. The thing I want you to embrace, though, is the whole concept that one, AI is not going away. And number two, this is something that we don't need to run from. We obviously really need to dig in. So let's get into this week's episode. The one thing that will happen with AI technology, everybody's saying it's going to replace humans. No, not really. The central fact remains humans desire to connect with other humans always and forever. Amen. Humans will always, human beings, fleshly beings will always desire to connect with other human beings. When we have technologies that accelerate how we do that and how we are able to interact with one another, the better our relationships can become. And it's the same kind of adage that is said about money. When somebody that doesn't have it acquires it, it just exposes who they really are anyway. If you are already a bad person, having more money is just going to show that you're still a bad person with money. <laughs> like you're not going to spend your money on some holistic good things or whatever. If you're a great person without money, money's just going to bring more of that out. And it's the same thing with technology, when, especially from entrepreneur's perspective. Here's the thing. Again, remember, humans desire to connect with other human beings. The how and the mediums of the what we do, again, you still will have your audio. You still will have the written. You still will have video that's a mix of the both, the visuals and stuff like that as well. And again, I, my belief, personal philosophy, video is the best medium that we have to communicate because you get a mix of all those different things. I'm speaking the words, you're seeing me and hearing me. And you're getting the visual aspect of that as well, but you're also getting like body language, all this stuff with my hands. You and I do like the podcast, I'm still talking with my hands, right? So <laughs> all those different things, stuff about the white chocolate. I don't care what AI brings to the table. It's not just going to throw in a random joke in the middle of a presentation or talk as I will be doing later on. And we'll talk about that in a second about some good things that are coming down the pipeline. Not going to say like, if you are, of the white chocolate variety, go ahead and stand over to the left. If you're of the dark chocolate variety, the door is in the back of the room. You know, they're not gonna say that. Humans desire to connect with other humans. But one thing that has consistently been a thing when something new that is disruptive is brought to any industry niche or whatever is going on, everybody instantly is just like, oh, 
I'm scared. Oh, I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, I love this <laughs> that Gary Vee said on the interview. It's like, don't you think social media is going to ruin kids? He said, I bet there are people like in the 60s and 70s saying like Elvis shaking his legs and rock and roll is going to ruin a generation. And then it was video games. And then it was social media. Then, like if your kid sucks, your kid sucks with or without AI social media or without a, you need to get a leather belt. Whoop, they behind. All right. I'm saying that I stand behind that. All right. So <laughs> if your kid was bad, social media is just going to share more of who they already are anyway. Will there be influences? Yes. But how you receive or reject information is still going to matter. When you transition all of that into still your audience, your target audience is still an individual. They're simply going to look at this stuff with the chat GPT, which I'll share with y'all in a second. But they still are going to honestly interact or engage with it. It's just an informational tool. That informational tool will begin to disrupt other industries. Case in point, last year, early last year, we started to do, like we've taken more an initiative the last two years over writing more blog posts uh, and just, again, the written format and, and doing that. I'm a writer. You guys know I have my book coming out, the one write video. And so in doing that, I was like, we need to start writing more. And in producing that, I wanted to add an audio element. I'm not going to make a video for everything that I want to say um, because it just doesn't translate well. That's not what people are looking for. So your audience still desires to receive information in a certain way. Should it be a written form, then fine. But there are times I know for myself, entrepreneurs, we're busy. We got things to do. That being the case, it's like sometimes I just want to listen to what I want to read. What I've been doing personally is in your phone, it has the assistance tool for uh, those if you need help with like visual stuff, it'll read what's on the screen to you and all of that. Okay, well, I'll select my screen, right click, and you can also do this on Apple. You don't need to have anything specifically installed. And it just say start, start speaking. I can finish setting up, doing different things, and I'm listening to an article being read. Well, I wanted to go ahead and add audio to my blog post. So we've been adding audio to the blog post, but we were using AI technology to do that. How? Descript. Descript allows you to do that. I read for, I think, upwards of like two hours, just constantly adding on those 30 minute gaps of things to the same voice that I present information with or what have you. That voice is what I use so that when they're listening to it, it's like, yeah, so if you're getting started with, like it's you're listening to it in that, in that format, it is able to replicate the inflections in my voice, my natural tonality, and make the words audible without me actually speaking it. So you can hit play on our blog post. We still got a lot to catch up on now, but you can hit play on our blog post and there's an audio that sounds like it's actually me in real time reading it, and it's an AI technology, saving me time, saving my assistant time. But it's still a connection with my audience. Nobody ever but once caught it. Nobody, nobody knew until I'm telling you now, it's the first time I'm telling anybody, that it's not me reading. Now I listen to it and I'm like, that's not quite, no, I don't know. I'm like, I gotta read that again. I need to read so it can pick up uh, the inflections and when I'm being lazy in language. So it has those natural tonalities and how I would actually say a word, country swang and all of that. <laughs> so that's AI. We've been using AI with the titles for the last three something plus years. How? 
there's a tool called Headliner uh, that, that are out there. There's a couple of different tools as well. It helps me to evaluate how I'm speaking. What's the language? Also want to know some AI technology you may already been using. Grammarly. Think about it. It says, and it'll tell you even with an emoji with somebody that is an Enneagram 5, INTJ female, that's extremely rare. It'll share with me how my language is coming across, my written words, because I'll be typing something and I'm just thinking analytically, but it'll have a sad face or a frustrated face. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't send that because it's not going to convey the tone. Let me read that back. Just a notifier. That's AI technology. For those of you who use vidIQ, I've been loving using vidIQ for the last year and a half, close to two years now. I think I started out being a 30 or 60 day test just to see what was up. And I'm like, man, vidIQ has done some stuff. <laughs> and so like we still use TubeBuddy, but guess what? There's an AI title generator that helps me to say, okay, this is the root word or phrase that I'm going for. And here's my title that I've kind of worked up and I'm researching and that I'm, I think I want to go with, but I like, it's too wordy hit that AI generator and it'll rephrase it and give me different options and variations of not only different options, but stuff that's been successful. So it's taking the knowledge that you already have and putting that to work with relevant right now information, personality with information. I've been saying this since 2018 and I'm gonna start being more verbal about this. We transition from an agricultural community, right? It was farming, it was all about hunter gathering, all this whatever stuff. All right, so we, all that farming, primary source of what everybody was doing. Then we moved into the industrial age. Now it's machines, now we got assembly lines and we're working smarter with more things. The horse and buggy people frustrated because the car is coming out. Well, what about the horses? Horses have not died because a car was being made. You know what I'm saying? Like it's horse power. Where does that come from? Horses, translation and language. Drive a car if you want to. Keep using your horse and buggy if you want to. The Amish people ain't been strutting it. You know, keep doing what you want to do if that's what you want to do. The world's going to continue to move forward. Now, went from the industrial age to the information age. People like, oh, the internet's going to take over. We don't need libraries anymore. Bookstores definitely took a hit because why? Don't need 73,000 books that I got sitting over here, 48,000 over there, and 72 in the backpack. Don't need it. But I still care to carry books. Still care to carry books. Heavy, but I still care to carry them because there's something about the human connection and something that's tangible that just can't be translated. What I said in 2018 still remains true, and I believe this is where we are. We're moving from the information age and have to the implementation age. What do I mean by that? Information is readily available. People are still dumb. I'm not auditing that or editing asterisk or explain it. People are still dumb. Why choose? You can choose to be, you have choice preference. So more information didn't change everybody may change the way we work, may change the way we access information. It's not going to change human behavior. For the most part, we move from the information age to the implementation age. The doers 
are what's going to thrive in this AI space because you're taking the information that now is readily available to you that you don't need. Maybe some of these virtual assistants will lose their job because your low level skill entrepreneurs or jobs or whatever that are information, like it's hooked in information, don't need you no more. So you better up your skills. As Mr. Cameron Junkie like to say, upgrade your skills. Hallelujah. <laughs> upgrade your skills. Low level industries will become obsolete and as far as jobs and positioning. Why? Don't need you. I can implement it myself. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have to, when computers became a thing, we had the libraries. You had to go to the library, certain amount of time, open, close, different place you could go. Uh, you didn't have personal computers. You just had like these big chunky, like, give me a, a I remember in the chat. If you remember the, the monitors used to be so big and take up like a big chunk of the desk. And you had a big old keyboard, big old mouse with the little heavy ball in there that actually, you know what I'm saying? Like the real deal, Holyfield days, <laughs> monitor just, <sighs> those days, you had to go to the library. Thankfully, we were blessed enough to have a computer at home. Still took up the whole desk. Now, don't need to. Don't need to go to the library for internet or for a computer access or a typewriter. You have that at home. Industries change and shift. The cameras bring that in content creation space change. I was just talking to my friend earlier about like, I'm like, I need to go today and get a new headshot. Cause the last time I took a picture my hair was this long and now my hair is this long. It is a night and day difference. I need to update my picture. Um, Cause she was like, yeah, we gonna need a, a new one. And I'm like, I know, I know I'm getting to it. Okay. But what happens? Low level skill entrepreneurs like basic entry level photographers that don't have actual skill you just have a device. I can now purchase my own device and without knowing anything about anything with the Sony camera, I was able to take my headshot that I've been using since 2019. My friend took the picture. I set it up, made sure it was level. I knew the basic stuff. I just didn't know like the Sony camera system at all. Put it on the thingy baba. And I'm like, hit this button when I sit down and I say, okay, ready. Cause I had again, the Whitney Houston lip sweat, 80 degree weather. I'm like, okay. Ah. Like I look good, do I look shiny? Give me a napkin. Okay, got the deacon sweat going now. All right. So <laughs> and I'm like, okay, take the picture. Click. I'm like, is it straight? No, I went to the uh, what's the name? Went to the tree. And I'm like, what you do? She's like, I didn't do that. Then I hit the button. Okay. I'm like, when I sit down, tap my face. She's like, okay. My friend knows zero things about a camera. Sat down, put on the pose, right? I didn't do all that, but I sat down and <laughs> put on the pose. And I'm like, okay. Tap my face. Is it a white box around my face? She's like, yes. I said, okay. When I, when I say three, two, one, take the picture, three, two, one, click. That was my headshot. Professional headshot. Didn't need it in color grading. Didn't need any, anything. There's nothing. We sit down the street from our house and took a picture at the park. That's been my professional headshot that looks incredibly sharp and amazing because if we can access the devices, the low level skill entrepreneurs become unnecessary. So what happens? Mr. Camera Junkie, I'm being using your phrase a lot. Upgrade your skill. Now, how does this intertwine with what ChatGPT has made become available? And if you don't know what that is, or if you haven't seen any of the stuff with it, I'll share with you um, what that's like in a second. But what that made possible is, again, readily accessible 
information, the device. You already got it. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your, <laughs> it's crazy. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on a computer. Because I didn't know it was like, I didn't even think to look at it on the phone because I'm usually in a different mindset when I have my phone and I'm off, you know, in a way. And I'm like, hmm, okay, this is accessible through the phone. I'm like, great. Now I can, again, work better. This is why it's going to be amazing for entrepreneurs. If you leverage this right, it's going to be amazing for us. We can dominate this. I kid you not. I'm sitting and I, I've been using this for, like I said, AI technologies and stuff is not uncommon. What is uncommon is the how you're going to use it. Strategies and stuff hasn't been uh, fully developed and all that stuff yet. How people want to integrate this into their systems hasn't fully been developed and refined and tested fully yet, I've already been integrating it into the stuff that I do. It's already been integrated into the things that I've been sharing. I wanted to refine uh, a couple sentences in my book. And I'm like, this is too wordy. This is first brain level me. I'm tired. I can't think anymore. And I'm like, I need to condense this down. And I want it to be 70 words or less. This is what I said, pasted in a chat GPT. Make this 70 words or less and refine it to entrepreneurs. Send gives me an option. Or I can say, give me three ways to refine this to entrepreneurs and it'll do it. So the interesting thing is I'm like, what happens now? Now there's some questions and stuff people are going to have about, is this plagiarism? Or it's like, it's like some people are saying like, it's 90% plagiarism. It's not what I'm using it for. I'm not going to use exact copy paste and then, oh, let me copy and paste it and make my own original work. It's like, no, give me the next layer of thought when I'm having a writer's block moment. What's five other words for this that means X? And it's like, give me the words. I'm like, okay, those are too masculine. You still need to know your stuff as an entrepreneur. You still need to know your audience. You still need to know how your audience prefers to be communicated to. The thing with the chat GPT stuff is it requires an input. It still requires a human being for input. Are macros and systems and stuff going to be created? And if you don't understand the language of macros, macro meaning every Tuesday, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, run a report that pulls all content marketing updates for YouTube, TikTok, Instagram live and Instagram video and stuff and put it in a 200 word document, 12 point font times new Roman space in Google Docs send. That's a macro. Do these series of functions, actions, and things for me, put it in the format that I like, and now let me evaluate it. That's a macro. Now, whether you realize it or not, you have this stuff already on your phone. It's already apps that are already built into your phone that can do some of these things. It's just a matter if you know how to do it or not. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. You've been doing little mic macros for a long time. Like, wake me up at 501.2-3697 for those of you that like to set 72 <laughs> different things for <laughs> your alarm and play this specific song. And if I don't wake up and hit it, snooze it for three minutes, or if I do press it, snooze for three minutes, which means come back and do it again until I hit this one. 
And then if I fail and go back to sleep at 5.07 a.m. 2.3-69, carry the one, <laughs> wake me up again, but play this more annoying tune that is going to, you know what I'm saying? You've been doing micro macros for a long time. It's just a matter if you understand it or not. Mac people, we have some great macros built already in to what we're doing, natively built in. This stuff has already been around. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a matter of how you're going to integrate it. I was on a live stream, not a live stream, a live training with Ray Edwards. Um, and he was talking about this specifically for copywriters. These are people that write the words that sell. So a copywriter is somebody that says, matter of fact, it's funny because I just picked up, I had this book for a while, but I haven't read it yet. Copywriting Secrets by Jim Edwards, not related, not that I'm aware of. And all of this, writing the words that sell, how are you communicating in a way that helps people lead to a decision if they should say yes or not, if this is right for them. You know what I'm saying? It's your sales pages. It's the descriptions. It's the stuff you say to get people to move to action. Now, it's no different than if it's another book in a memoir and you say, well, how should I do this? This is uh, Mastering Amazon Descriptions by Brian D. Meeks. This is also a copywriting book. It just is specific to Amazon. It has nothing to do with like sales pages or whatever. Will it work? Sure. You've been using this stuff for a while but now you need to figure out how you're gonna in integrate this into your business. Now, like I said, I've been doing this for a while and it's been fantastic. It's an amazing time to be a content creator. It's an amazing time to be an entrepreneur. And the reason why I say that is because you like the, the reasons to fail are becoming minuscule. It's just, again, it's not gonna change the human behavior. You still are gonna be required to change yourself understand yourself, know your own behaviors, know your social behaviors on the platform, understand your target audience, know what their likes and dislikes are. Even if ChatGPT gave you the model and stuff, it's still peak on people that's not gonna do anything. So it shall not matter yet. I know this episode is getting really, really good, but let me interrupt you for this week's Gear Fix. This week's Gear Fix is brought to you by my brand new book called The One Right Video. Are you an entrepreneur struggling to get your brand noticed through video content? Look no further. The One Right Video is the ultimate guide to creating videos that will amplify your brand and grow your business. It's jam packed with practical tips and strategies to help entrepreneurs just like you succeed in video content creation. Don't let your competition get ahead. Mark your calendar for March 1st and be among the first to get your hands on a copy of The One Right Video. Go to onerightvideo.com. And with that, let's get back into this week's episode. Here's the the, the real deal, Holyfield. Let's go over here. Uh, let's talk about chat GT, the GPT for a second. Here's what's interesting. Every couple days, it feels like they're updating this system. Chat GPT four versus three, this article over on resemble.ai saying is substantially bigger than its predecessor. Chat GPT three is estimated to have been trained with over a hundred trillion parameters compared to chat GPT's three. Now, the this is like versions. Think version three, version four kind of a thing. So version three, 175 billion, billion parameters. GPT-4 performs better on jobs like language production, translation because of its bigger size, which enables it to collect more information and 
I'm guessing they meant subtitles in language here. It said, instead of being open to the public, like chat GPT-3, which I'm gonna show you in a second, GPT-4 is now only accessible to a small set of academics and developers through a secret uh, API, which is programming or whatever. Despite this, it has the potential to allow a wide range of technologies that can enhance and automate various language-based operations, including chatbots, virtual assistants, hello, somebody's job is in jeopardy. <laughs> Not my assistant, but I'm just saying. Virtual assistants, knowledge bases, and machine translation systems. So to give you an idea, this is where we are, and this is where we're going. Does that make sense? With all the stuff that you've seen about ChatGPT, this is where we are, and this is where we're going. Does that make sense? You, like imagine that it trains itself, it continues to get smarter, and it's going to continue to get smarter. The thing that, like I said, it's mentioned virtual assistants, most of what entry-level untrained virtual assistants have been doing, basic level things that an entrepreneur, content creator, or person just does not have the time for or to do themselves. So that being the case, they have to hire somebody out to do it. Maybe nominal to what they can do, uh, or it's not. It's, it's still not even at 100%, it may be 70 or 80%, and the rest can be refined but that means all of those people don't have a job anymore because they issue and go into the sea of irrelevance. Meaning, if I can create a macro and a system to say, do all these things based on the information and knowledge that is paying and say, give me the source, NMLA 2009 format from the Blair Handbook version four, Right, is like I can say, give me this information, give me the sources and the links to it, put it in a report in Google Doc. I don't need an assistant to do that. If that's all that you can do and you have no skills, you're gonna find yourself in a position of being in the sea of irrelevance. Whereas entrepreneurs, like I said, you're now, everybody just got a free virtual assistant. That's a few hundred dollars every month to maybe a few thousand dollars that you don't have to pay out. So you just got yourself a free employee if you implement it. Now, if you don't implement it, other people in your niche will, but what's gonna happen with those type people, they're gonna have to get better, which means they're gonna require more money if their skill is up to par. So if you do hire somebody, they'll be more skilled in knowing how to do these things. I can create a macro from scratch and do blah, blah, blah. And I can do all of this. So the job resume question that got brought up, yeah, it's not gonna be a copy and paste or make it look good. It's yeah, it can make it look good or give you all the things that's for this industry, for this niche, you can be more specific. But over here on ChatGPT, this is what people don't see. Like this is what the system looks like. It's free right now for the beta. So if I say, uh, what are, don't mean all caps, what are 12 great questions? I'm all into specifics. Specifics matter so much. What are 12 great questions to ask on an interview in the financial, I'm getting real specific, it's financial services, uh, did I, nope, missing an N, financial 
services industry. Yeah, let's just do that. You don't even have to use a question mark. This is what ChatGP does. Analyzes, assesses, pulls the data, pulls the information. It'll even specific, this is what's cool about it. It speaks to you in human terms. That's why I said a basic entry-level job position becomes irrelevant. Or if a, a person is not performing on their job, we don't need your services anymore. We can have macros do what you used to do and not complain about it and not be late and not get into it with Susie in the break room and not park in somebody's parking space illegally that the, the supervisor got to come on or the security got to say, come online and get off the whatever. You know what I'm saying? So here's some great interview questions uh, for the financial services. Can you tell us about, again, <laughs> this is the funny thing. Can you tell us about, again, the positioning is always correct, grammatically incorrect errors, eliminated. Don't need you to do editing, documentation stuff, positions. The organization and stuff don't need you to make sure it's formatted correctly. Because again, once we start putting this technology into specialized program for niches, I don't need basic entry level jobs any, anymore. I have a tool, even if it costs a hundred bucks per month, it will be worth it because that's far less than it would take for somebody else to do it. You know what I'm saying? With no complaints, always done on time, executed well. Can you tell us about your previous experience in the financial services industry? How do you stay current on industry developments and regulations? The fact that it can learn about itself, phrase it in a human type stuff. Like, do you really need a person to say these questions? Not for phone interviews anymore. Why? Because a couple years ago, Google inst instituted where they can have like the assistant tool. I'll just say that so it doesn't trigger anybody's stuff. Say, mm, can you schedule an appointment for 2 p.m.? It's like, ah, I don't have that available on my schedule. Uh, what about uh, what about 1 p.m.? The fact that they made a call with an AI tool to say something to the, the person at a real salon and it gave human-like responses like, mm, that's not going to work for me. Can you actually, that's what the, the robot said. Like, mm, I don't, robots don't need to think that long. They don't need to process. A human does when you're physically going through your phone and you're like, uh, you're considering, should I reschedule with Tim or not? Or uh, I can't schedule. Yeah, can, what about this other one? That's a human processing natural response. Computers don't do that, but they can be trained to mimic it. Low level entry job skills, like you get a free employee or a very cheap one. Again, even if this costs $200 a month, it would help you. Now, here's the crazy thing. I can say, give me uh, five better, no, let me say not five, give me five hard interview or harder, let me say, give me five harder interview questions. It has to assess the what it already told me the specific industry in the niche, and it's going to kick out to me again, something that is harder than what it already did. So again, the different le level of complexities in my thought process doesn't have to be present. I can say that's not your best. Give me your best. 
and somebody give you basic entry level stuff they found on Google, we no longer need you. Your services are no longer required. Now, let's analyze this first question. How would you approach solving a complex financial problem that has multiple potential solutions? <laughs> Good luck answering that one if you didn't come prepared to the interview. Humans love to connect with other humans and humans can detect when you're lying or when you're full of it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you don't know what you know. Here's a quick question I asked and I asked, and I just wanted to load it with a bunch of questions. I asked for a bunch of video production questions and I'm gonna share with you the series of questions and the how I analyzed it to make it give me different things because at a point it started to repeat, which means it's not able to interpret what I'm saying better. So I wanna get it going another layer deeper. How far can I go down this rabbit hole? I said, what are a hundred specific beginner questions Again, specific and beginner and questions about learning video on YouTube, the specificity deepens and creating videos with mirrorless cameras and give me this compound complex for you enough and 20 related questions around creating videos. A hundred specific ones past a point. I stopped it at a point, but you can see a bunch of how do I's. How do I create a time lapse? How do I create a stop motion? I'm like, oh, I didn't do that one before. I'm like, oh, I haven't did them. It's like, how do I create a YouTube card? How do I create a playlist? How do I do an end screen? How do I do a video slider? How do I use a drone? How do I use motion grab? How do you, blah, 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 all the questions that humans ask. So if you want to go deeper with your audience, this is where it becomes good for you. Where is your level of thinking stuck in the frame? Let this help get you out of the frame. You know your audience and you should know your audience better than the information that can be inputted and generated in this system because you need to understand your people because they're people. This system still going to require a human to input stuff. And I'm going to say asterisks to a point because I think it will change. It just it depends, but I think it will change over time. How do I create transition? How do I do this? I'm like, OK. Give me 50 solo beginner because it started going into production and all of this. And I'm like, nope, you're going the wrong way. A person that doesn't know and just think they're going to copy and paste, you're going to start presenting stuff that your audience doesn't care about. How can you change that? Okay, give me 50 solo beginner video questions entrepreneurs would have about creating videos. Again, the who, the how, the what, how many. I'm giving it all the specifics and give me still 20 related and suggested questions. Now it's up to you to know which of these are true for your audience and how it relates to them. But I'm just giving you an example again, this is for my niche. If you got a niche you want to uh, have analyzed, let's throw it in the chat, see what it says. We got a little bit of time left as we're going into this one. How do I choose a mirrorless camera for video as an entrepreneur? I answer this question a lot. How do I, uh, or how do I start creating videos as an entrepreneur? How do I set up my mirrorless camera as one and start going down into more? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, and just a bunch of different stuff. How do I share my company's certifications as an entrepreneur? So again, go deeper into the niche. Now, if it can analyze content, all it's about to do is about save you hundreds of thousands of hours for you and your team on collecting and gathering information. Why? Because you can also get, um, again, ask it to give you the reference. Where was this pulled from? And it say, well, I've analyzed information. It's, it's going to speak to you like a person. <laughs> ask it to, and I'm like, pass a point again. I'm like, okay, stop. 
Again, refined it again. Give me 50 beginner specific. Give me 30 questions on video ideas for shorts and TikToks just to see how it will anal analyze it. And then it just start adding a, some of the same generic stuff. And I'm like, no, wrong audience. You still got to know your people. So I'm like, okay, how can I keep? And I just kept drilling it, drilling it, drilling it. Give me 30 of this. Endless ideas. It's up to you, the entrepreneur, to know how to refine this stuff and how is it going to be good. I wanted to see what it could do for publishing content. And I'm like, okay, I'm in this self-publishing space. Let me see if it could say to me, analyze basic stuff, because here's what you have to remember. All of the information that's pulled from Google, all of the information is aggregated and pulled from Google. It has all of the stuff that I'm saying right now to the point that Facebook can do like live, uh, what's the name? I think YouTube has it now too, where it can say what I'm actually saying, like the subtitles are live. My assistant, we have, we stopped doing subtitles and it can analyze. We could use TubeBuddy to see what's the top 10 countries real quick and then convert all of those to the top 10 countries that watch the channel and give it to them in their language with a button click. She wasn't typing that stuff out like that. We didn't have to anymore. Will it get some things like some of the slang and word made up words and stuff that I say? Sure, but who cares? But it can analyze all the stuff. So if you have all of the greats in your industry and niche, speaking, creating content, it can absorb that data that is written just because you're watching it visually, the back end is still zeros and ones, numbers and letters, <laughs> still zeros and ones. You know what I'm saying? So it can still translate and gather that information. It knows what all of you are saying. So I'm like, what? I was trying to get it to give me a strategy kind of a thing. Like what self-publishing school content model? That's one of the channels uh, and brands. And I'm like, what's their model and engine for content strategy? Because I heard them say that specifically. So I'm like, let's see if it pulls something. It's like, mm, I'm not aware of any specific. And I'm like, okay, what's their .com content model and strategy? And it's like, it's not aware. And I'm like, okay. But here's the kicker. I think one day it will be. And one day being rather soon. So I could say, give me this specific .com company or whatever. What are their strategies, values, and how do they use that to interpret what they produce for a content strategy for their brand? Well, they care about this and their main model and method, they pull, 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 pull. And I can say, okay, not because it's like, I want to know, it's just like, I'm, I was curious. I heard him say that in an interview. So I'm like, okay, I wonder if he's used that language online or on an interview before. And I want to see if it can pull from their blog post, the website and the video content and interviews, Ted talks that he has. Let me see if it can pull that data and aggregate for me, not just the information, but put it in an organized format. It can't yet. And again, I was very specific about the who, if I just said, give me a self-publishing content strategy, whatever, something. It would kick something out. I have no doubts about that. I asked it some questions. I don't have the history on here because I think past the point it clears conversations, um, especially now with the high interest and stuff. But I said, what are the best tips to start and grow a YouTube channel? I asked it the same stuff that I see people asking and putting in chats and putting in YouTube channels and all of that. It's like, you need to make sure your thumbnail is visible. You need all the stuff that somebody would say low level entry level positions become and go into the scene of irrelevance. It's not needed anymore. So I, I'm saying all this now he's like, okay, how can I use that? You still got to know your people. You still need to know your target audience. You need to know what language is a turn on and a turn off for them. 
You need to be able to use the data wisely. Best use case that I can give you, have something to integrate this information to. It's like having a grocery store. It's only good to the person that can cook. And then you have now the stuff like the Michelinas or Hungry Man or whatever the frozen food you know, stuff is for the people that can't cook or don't want to. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a grocery store is only good to the people that prepare to use the ingredients. It's all available to you. It's all organized in the aisle. It's all, you know, same kind of concept. Have something to put that into. What's your kitchen that you're cooking up content in? You still need to be using, generating your ideas. But what I found that it to be most helpful with, number one for me, and it's like, again, know yourself too. I know when my, my first level layer of thinking is very clinical and black and white, I'm not thinking using emotional based words. I'm not thinking using things that are power words and things that are moving to people. I'm thinking black and white, what's the best, whatever, something. No emotional something. And I used to present stuff that way <laughs> or share information that way. Uh, and so I'm like, and some like, again, that's why it's like a male dominated space or whatever. I do well here uh, in the tech space because I'm, you know, so I, but I had to adjust and refine some things. People still care to communicate with other people. How can you use this to better communicate and better understand your people? If you analyze some of the questions that are asked, it's just pulling stuff from different sources, different people. Okay, now you have the information. We're moving from the information age to the implementation age. How are you going to implement this? It can give you a strategy. Whether or not it's good or gonna be successful, it'll tell you, because I asked it something about a YouTube strategy, and it gave me some stuff, but it's up to you. And even it said at the point, which is hilarious, it's like, but it's really hard to gauge whether or not you can be successful because there are other determining factors that are around this that we just can't, like it's still saying the same stuff that anybody else would say. Information to implementation. This is where we are at. How are you going to implement what you're doing? It's still gonna require you to get in communication with your people. It's still gonna require you to have a strategy, know when and where to implement, but It'll be great to have stuff that I don't have to disrupt my assistant with to say, can you pause what you're doing real quick? I'd really need X, Y, and D, such and such. Uh, real quick, just throw it in an Excel spreadsheet and that's all I need for that. I don't have to disrupt her with that because we're gonna be building macros for this. It can give me the reports or it can say, you said to give you an alert every 30 days when this specific metric or analytic in this specific vein of content that you have hits below 50%. These three videos did. And these are the factors that we've identified are the reasons why it still requires another human brain to say, okay, here's what I should do. Even if it gave a suggestion, it's still up to you to know what should do. Humans desire to connect with other humans. Got the information now. It's going to be readily available as it already is. We're into the implementation age. I've been saying it since 2018. We're from the information age into the implementation age because this did not make people better if they did not desire to become better. The AI tools and stuff like that will not make you better unless you desire to become better. You're still going to have to invest in yourself. There are going to be courses and stuff that come out on this. There are going to be different stuff that you can buy that will come out on this. 
try it. <laughs> try it and see how it works. Well, I hope you got value out of this week's podcast episode. Let me know, what are your thoughts on AI and are you already using it in your business? Maybe you've checked out ChatGPT and you've had some great success with it. I know for myself and other entrepreneur friends, we are honestly really loving it and enjoying it. But what way can you see it being an interruption, maybe even a disruption in your niche? Let me know whether you leave that in the review or if you're watching the video version of this podcast, let me know down in the comments. But as I love to end all of our podcast episodes, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. So set your sails accordingly. With that, guys, Louis Passion, I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there. For more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video, join the Video Simplified community at videosimplified.live.